and uh, with Benzinga, we're going to be here with Mark Petrino. He's a former hedge fund manager. He traded with uh, Steve Cohen, Mario Gabelli, multi-billionaires in Wall Street, well-known, um, that have been doing this for quite some time. You can, you know, they have biographies and pretty big people out there. So um, Mark just got off a session here. We do have the Benzinga Trading School. It's been an amazing success for new students, especially during this correction time. Um, even though the SMP is down, the students are, you know, doing great there. So um, we were able to bring in Mark here, and uh, we're going to talk about a couple of things here that are happening in the stock market. Some some picks as well, some things that Mark is looking at. And if any of you guys want to be part of this community of the Benzinga Trading School, we are going to post that link uh, in the Twitter space uh, so that you can try. We have a special just for Twitter, a seven dollar for seven days special. So $7 for seven days. Um, it, the post is going to be somewhere there, but uh, let's go ahead and bring on Mr. Mark Petrino here and get this thing started. Oh, hey, Rodrigo. How are you? Hey, man. How was the, how was the school today? How was class there? Uh, it was good. It, it was good. Um, it was good. A lot of uh, people did pretty well last week, um, uh, especially on Wednesday and Friday because they had been positioned uh, for the market to go down with the use of inverse ETFs. You know, these ETFs that are designed to go higher if the market goes lower. So some people are surprised to find out that they can actually make money in a down market. And even if you see like in the, you know, the, the financial media, like CNBC or whatever, um, you know, if you're ever unfortunate enough to have to sit through it, they talk about like, you know, is it time to go to cash? And, you know, that's like so old school, you know, because now you don't need to go to cash. You can buy an ETF that trades just like a stock. It's just like buying a regular stock. You don't need to have a sophisticated option strategy or derivatives. And if the market goes down, uh, these go up. So, so some, a couple of the students did really well last week. So, um, yeah, it's going great, man. It's going really well. These are good markets for traders. They're not good markets for investors, but for traders, these are really good markets. Interesting. There. What was the lesson today? Because I do know that you have about eight chapters total. What was the chapter for, for the day here? Well, today we kind of just talked about our the philosophy of the class um, and the stuff that we look at. And, you know, really the philosophy of our class is that it's really not that complicated. Now, a lot of these other places, they have these things where they allege that they have these like secret systems or these secret formulas or, you know, some guy's a NASA scientist and he came up with the, you know, the secret to beating the markets. And that stuff is all really, you know, it's, it's fun to talk about, but it's all kind of just not true. That's not how it works in the institutional world. You know, in the institutional world, we're focusing on just really our basic fundamental stuff, like what's an, what price levels are important, um, what's the momentum, what are the trends. And that's really most of the time what drives the markets. You know, markets don't turn because of whatever reason they're saying on in the media for the vast majority of time. Markets turn because they get overbought or oversold and they reach resistance or they reach support. Um, and that's what leads to trend changes. And that's... Uh, you know, people say to me, like, you know, Rodrigo, like, oh, you know, you guys make all these great calls. But it's like, we really don't, man. We just watch the market and the market tells us what to do. 
you know, something gets oversold and it gets to a support level and it breaks its trend, well, you know, there's a good chance it's going to go up. It's not a guarantee, but we don't guess. You know, we let the market try to tell us what to do. Um, and that's why we had the, you know, not that, that's why we've just been talking about being on the short side and why the sell-off over the last few weeks didn't really surprise us because I forget exactly when, but it's the market just set up. So we had Microsoft and Apple, you know, the two biggest stocks in the market were each sitting right on well-defined support levels. And when those support levels started to give way, that was an indication that was the market telling us that, Hey, I'm about to go down. When you have the two biggest stocks in the, in the market sitting right on well-defined support and that support starts to give way. I mean, that's about as good as a, of a signal as you can get in the market. You know, generally things are all kind of moving in their own directions, but we have this confluence of things that, you know, brought those two stocks for whatever reason to the same, to the same kind of dynamics at the same time. And that's where we are now. We have our technology sector. We have, well, today we have a strong move higher in financials. Um, but that's kind of where we've been over the last few days is we've had these sectors and these stocks sitting on these important support levels. And now the sentiment is so bad, it's looking like we're going to get a little bit of a move higher. Um, I'm not talking about a huge move, but like basically look at Apple. You know, Apple hung around $139 for a week. Now it looks like it's finally going to rally off of it and that could get the whole move the whole market going. So the key to the class is that, you know, we're, we're not guessing, we're letting the market tell us what to do. And when you do that, right. that's, that's when you get your real, um, you know, that's when you, that's when you end up getting, becoming successful. Right. And, um, and for those that are uh, sending me messages here about how to give it a shot, guys, uh, the link is above, you can click it. It's $7 for seven days. But uh, since we do know that, you know, situation in the market is going on, then uh, we're going to do a special just for now. So everybody, if anybody, um, we're going to pick somebody that retweets the Twitter space and we're going to give them a free seven day uh, ride on the school. So you can literally be part of the community for seven days. Again, all you have to do is retweet the Twitter space. I will reach out to one person at the end of the day for that. But uh, Mark, that's great stuff, man. And look, you've given me some great calls, man, there, like with the SQQQ. That was, a, you know, I bought some calls on it. And that's the interesting thing because you do have option traders in the school, people that trade other stuff. And for example, like myself, you know, if I am, if you give me the levels, right, to look for, I already know, like, I mean, what kind of risk I'm taking with options. And, you know, if I want to go with a short term option trade for a quick day trade or something like that, but without the levels, you, you're, you're just going to lose money, right? If you can't read a chart, it doesn't matter what you're trading, you're going to lose money, right? Yeah, like if you can't read a chart, it's like, you know, you don't have your GPS and you don't have a map and you're in a town you've never been in before. You know, unless you got some, you know, unless you could like navigate by the stars or something, you're, you're just not going to be able to get around. Um, and then one of the things we do in the class is we cover a lot of different styles and a lot of different ways to approach things because two different traders could look at the same chart and interpret it in two different ways and they could both be right. You know what I mean? Someone might have a longer term system. Someone might like to 
trade a moving average crossover. Someone might like to trade reversions. So it's not just like, you know, look over my shoulder and see what I do. It's like, here's a situation, here's a theme. Like, obviously, we've been playing this inflation theme now for for months, and there are different ways to play it. You know, some people play inflation by taking short positions in the equity market. Some people play inflation by taking long positions in the commodities markets. Um, you know, there's there's just a whole variety of different ways to do things. And I think if you stick with the class and this and this is the feedback we've been getting um you know for a little bit of time you start to see things how it's not you can't just take one or two classes and learn how to trade i don't care who you're you know trading from because the markets act differently at different times you know you can't just take one golf lesson and expect to go out there and win the pga tournament you know um like like when markets make big moves off of bottoms, those tend to be bullish things that have follow through. When markets after uptrends make big moves, those tend to be bearish signs. Those tend to say, hey, we're getting close to the end here. So you have to go through different market cycles, you know, and the classes and just like you take eight classes and then we never see you again. A lot of people, you know, have been there for for months now since the very beginning. Um, so you know, the, the fundamentals will never change, right? Like we talk about our fundamentals, our certain price levels are more important than others. That's never going to change as long as there are financial markets. But what, what does change? Well, we go through inflation, we go through Ukraine more, we have this, we have that. So the way the class is, is we spend the first part of the class just talking about what are the fundamentals. You know, here's what you should be looking at. Or, you know, here's what here's how a resistance level becomes a support level. Then we look into the market and see, oh, let's see if there's anything that's actually where that's actually happening right now, where a resistance level is becoming a support level. And if we find something like that and it turns out that it just happens to be oversold at the same time, well, then that easily could evolve into some kind of a trading idea. And some people would just buy the stock. Other people might buy the calls. Other people might look at other stocks within the sector to see if there's anything that looks similar, but looks like it's going to move by even more. So there's really no one right way to do it. You have to figure out a style that fits your personality. And I think that's why so many people, um, you know, so many people fail because they try to do something that they just saw someone else do. And it doesn't, it doesn't fit their personality. So that's another thing we focus a lot on is investment psychology. Yeah, I'd say that's probably one of the most important classes, right? Because you can you can teach all day and you can really go to class all day, but if the if the approach, if the mental approach, uh, the mental strategy is not there, nothing will help you at that point, right? Yeah, you got to um, you know you got to have a formula or you got to have a strategy, but you got to stick to it too, and that's why a lot of people do very well when they paper trade or just you know, when they're trying to develop a system on paper, but when they actually go to really apply it to the real market, it doesn't work. And the reason why is because they get emotional and they let their emotions overwhelm their, they overwhelm their logic and they end up holding on to for losses for too long, or they have winners that they sell too quickly like on paper, it's easy to buy a stock at 10 and wait for it to go to 15, you know, 
right? Because it's on paper. But if in, if it's real life and it's like, gee, I, you know, I, I put in a thousand dollars and now it's up to eleven. Now it's up to twelve. And now it's like, oh, if I take it out now, I got two thousand dollars. You know, that makes it hard. Um, but it's not it's not an impossible thing to overcome. I think just understanding it uh, puts you a big way along the way, uh, or on you know puts you a, a long way down the path to. You'll never perfect your emotions, but if you're aware of them, it'll prevent you from making a lot of the mistakes that you would make. Um, you would make right. otherwise. You know what I mean? Right. And, and look, we are we are going through some pretty historic times here. Through like you know, global. I would say with everything that's happening around the world. Wh- whenever you were trading, you know, with Steve Cohen and Mario Gabelli, those multi-billionaires, was it ever this uh, volatile in the markets, or do you think that we're we're just in a new type of volatility, something a little bit more volatile than what you know we were used to in general in the markets. Well, I, I mean, the reason why the market's a little more volatile is because it's more fractured now and it's more fragmented. There's a lot of different trading v- v- venues, but no, I mean, things like this happened. Um, you know, like the Russian ruble collapsed. Uh, that was a big panic. Then there was the internet bubble. So history re- is history repeats itself. Um, and sorry about that. Um, so yeah, history repeats itself. Um, so, you know, the names change and the people change, but the players, but, but the game doesn't, right? Like, for example, I was reading, um, over the weekend about how after a world in the revolution or sorry, in the civil war, when it came to look like the union was going to win, the price of gold started to drop. Because people bought gold because, you know, they figure it's a war. Gold will go up. Well, when it looked like the war was coming to an end, the price of gold started to drop. So that meant the price of the bonds that the government had started to drop. So what did they do? Well, they sent their agents into the market anonymously to go out and buy bonds. And what is that? That's, you know, that's quantitative easing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, it's the same thing. 150 years ago that the government does now they intervene in the market to put a floor under it um so no like you know things change but human nature doesn't change so um but in a way it kind of makes it uh you know like you see you see the same stuff like for example this whole big um reddit thing that got going with all these reddit traders it was so similar to the day trading crowd that happened back in the, the, the late 90s in the internet bubbles when you had all these day trading firms pop up. And just like now, you know, the vast majority of those people ended up losing a lot of money. You know, some of them did very well, but, you know, it's, it's the vast majority ended up losing a lot of money. And it's, it's kind of a similar thing that happens throughout history is where when you get people that normally don't buy stocks, like the people that were day traders in the late nineties and the Reddit traders, you know, people leaving other jobs to become day traders. Well, when people that don't buy normally buy stocks are buying them, then there's no one left behind them to push the price any, any higher. They're like the last in the food chain, so to speak. So when I saw all that stuff going on last year, you know, that's, that's one of the first signs to me that the market was starting to form a top. And that was what last March, and then the real the market really peaked in November, and then the tech sector really peaked in in um, 
late December and then consumer staples just peaked like a few weeks ago. So, you know, it's, it, it comes with, um, history that history repeats itself, right? Like, like in the internet bubble, the internet stocks went down first, but the financial stocks didn't go down until six months later. And it's kind of similar to, you know, what we had now, the, the garbage Reddit stocks that didn't make any money, they went down first. Now we're starting to see the good old, you know, blue chip companies right. like, uh, like Walmart are starting to fall apart. So, you know, is it the beginning of something that's going to get a lot worse or are we getting close to the end? Well, the answer is, I don't know, but we don't need to know because we'll let the market tell us what to do. Like right now, the S&P is trapped in a pretty tight range and it's going to break out one way or the other, I would think, over the next few days. So for trades and stuff, I think most of the students right now are probably on the sidelines just waiting. I'm just pulling up my screen here to see where we are. Um. Yeah, so like today, the, the high trade for SPY was 397. Yesterday, the high trade was 397. So we got 397 on the top and 385 on the, on the low. You know, that thing's going to break one way or the other. My guess it's probably going to go higher because of Apple. Uh, the strength there in Apple today is probably going to pull it higher. Um, but a big part of the market is, um, you know, just being on the sidelines and waiting for a good uh, for opportunities to come along, you know what I mean? It's having patience, right? And there's a lot of things that are happening in the markets uh, right now, Mark. I know I know that we've been talking about it a little bit. It's kind of taking some shape now, uh, where uh, we were talking about you know the possibility of the China Taiwan situation worsening, and you know having uh, TSM there stuck in the middle, and then. You know, that could hurt other sectors, including cars, electronics, things like that. Um, considering all that stuff, I mean, it's hard to say where the market will go, but who knows if that's going to be what's going to really take it down. But um, I do think it's interesting that um, you do apply your experience, you know, when you were trading at these funds and everything, trying to help retail traders because it is, a, I, I would say, a confusing time. And at least to start trying to trade on your own and trying to wing it right now. Is definitely not something I'd suggest. And we do have a lot of new traders that are part of the trading school and, you know, overall that listen and stuff like that, that want to make money during, uh, you know, a recession or if we, you know, go into the bear market, all that stuff. And you show students all that stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of students are really kind of shocked um, that you can make money in a bear market. And so and. So that's one level. Some people think it's impossible. The next level is like, well, it's it's possible to make money in a bear market, but only if you're like some big, sophisticated, you know, rich person or some hedge fund person who can buy derivatives or buy puts or, or you know, things like that. But that's just not the case. Um, I mean, when I when I first started coming up, you know, 25 years ago, ETFs didn't even exist. So if you were a regular retail trader, that was probably kind of true, you know, that unless you were wealthy and you had, you know, a sophisticated stockbroker, all you really could do was go to cash. But now you can go and you can buy these ETFs that are, it, they're just as easy as buying like a regular ETF. They just, they just trade just like stocks. They're just designed to move in the opposite direction. And, you know, people can use them for account, you know, for accounting, uh, Hedging, like, for example, 
say you have a lot of capital gains in your portfolio and you think the stock is going to go down or you think the market's going to go down, but you just don't want to, you know, you just don't want to sell everything because you don't want your gains. Then you can just head yourself and add some of these inverse ETFs to your portfolio. So, you, you know, in the perfect hedge, which things are never perfect, but in a perfect hedge, if your stocks would go down, the hedge would go up by the exact same amount. So you would end up net net with a, with a neutral portfolio. So, yeah, so a lot of people are, are pretty, pretty, uh, are surprised that these things are available. So, you know, in this school, we have, we have very beginners and we have people that have been doing it for a long time. Um, but yeah, we cover pretty much the whole gambit of strategy. Well, we, you know, we talk too about fundamental investing. We, we go through, uh, if there's an interesting deal or like Walmart, we went through the Walmart earnings to see why they were so bad. It's not just purely trading. It's based on, you know, what we would do for our meeting in the morning, uh, when I was in the, in the institutional world, how we would just talk about markets and see what was going on and let the market tell us where the ideas are coming from. But you can't just walk into work one day and say, Hey, today I'm going to buy bank stocks, you know, but if you see bank stocks are breaking down and they're oversold and they start to reverse, well, then you buy the bank stocks. You know what I mean? You don't let the market tell you. I mean, you don't tell the market, you let the market tell you. So I think that's one of the reasons why this, some of the students are so successful or have been doing so well is because I don't think they ever really, looked at it with that kind of philosophy before if that makes sense students and look when we started this i think it was like august or september last year um and just seeing the progress right in the students being able to improve their trading you know even people that had to unlearn some things like that because you know there's a lot of uh you know social media stuff you know tiktok kids that sort of stuff it's really easy to get lost right with all that noise so um, some students even have to unlearn some things, right? Yeah. Yeah, they do. But, you know, it's unfortunate because, you know, w Wall Street seems to be like a very confusing place, but it's really, um, you know, it's really not, it's really not as um, confusing as it seems, I think. So, you know, we focus on the fundamentals and there's been a really good community building. Like we just had our little trip out to Las Vegas where I don't know, it was probably maybe 20 of the students came um, and we had a good time. So they, they enjoy that. You know, they all have kind of little side groups where they talk about different things and different strategies. So the community is, is good. Um, we really only want good students, meaning people that want to learn and not just be told what to do. Um, so yeah, man, so far, uh, so far, so good. I'm happy with the way things have been have been coming along um and uh you know now's a really good time to be in the market or to join because i mean i think any time is a good time but now it's even more so considering the fact that we have all these historic things going on yeah these are some historic times not just in general but in the market and really the best part is that you can actually teach students how to profit from this volatility because it is a learning process for many students right mm -hmm. learning these leveraged dtfs and all this sort of stuff you know during such high you know times of volatility so it's good that you do put all that into perspective uh, mark do you have any tickers or stocks that maybe you guys are looking at things like that in the school well i would say the main thing we got to focus on now is apple because apple held this 139 level 
and it looks like it's reversing. So if that moves higher, that's probably going to give us a pretty tradable bounce right across the tech sector. So, you know, I guess if, just to put it out there, a lot of the students would probably buy the, the TQQQ, which is um, the ProShares Ultra Pro Qs, which basically it's designed to move uh, twice the direct, twice the amount that the market moves. Like, for example, TQQQ is up about 3% today, whereas the Qs, the NASDAQ 100, is up um, about 90 basis points, right? So the T triple Qs are designed to move three times in the amount of the market. So if, if Apple starts moving together, that's going to be a good play there. Um, we still have a lot of inflationary pressure out there. So for a longer term position, a lot of the students have gotten into a DBC, which is this Invesco uh commodity tracking fund this thing this thing since january 1st rodrigo is up um about let me just see here um it's up about 40 percent. so it's a basic etf anyone could buy it tracks inflation and it's up 40 percent. and if inflation keeps moving higher and it certainly looks like it will then this thing should keep moving higher as well um on the reverse side if just say, and it's not looking like it's going to happen, but just say for some reason the market turns around and Apple really falls, starts to fall lower and really breaks this resistance around the 139 level, then a lot of the students are going to be into this S triple Qs uh, that you were talking about. And some of them, you know, these things will go up if the market goes down. And some of the students who are even more aggressive will actually buy calls on it. So you're buying calls on something that, that's leveraged. So, you know, the most you can lose is whatever your investment is, but you can make significantly more than that if you get the move in the right direction. So, but a big part of it is going to be the waiting game tomorrow morning. We're going to have to see. We're going to have to let the market tell us what to do, Rodrigo. Yeah, and that's really your, your approach, and I do like that. And, uh, and what is the class that you do have tomorrow, Mark? Um, tomorrow we're going to talk about just the importance of, different levels, how to identify them, how to identify what levels are important, why would a level switch from report support to resistance, uh, things along those lines. Um, right. And then we're going to be looking into the actual market to see what and what levels people that are currently trading should be focused on. That's good stuff. Well, we've been here for quite some time, Mark. I know that you're very tight with time, especially with everything going on in the school. And you do have a live trading room in the school as well, just for everybody to know. And um, for all you guys that are asking, if you want to join, there's a $7. Uh, well, we have a special just for Twitter people here. So um, you have seven days, right, to try out the school for $7. Give it a shot. Um, and you can trade with Mark. You can learn with Mark more importantly, right, during these times. Mark, do you have any closing remarks before uh, we do wrap this up here? Yeah, I just think that, um, you know, we're at a real interesting juncture now because we have a lot of our big parts of the market, a lot of the sectors are sitting on important levels. And when that happens, we get either a big reversal or a big breakdown. It's pretty uncommon for things to go sideways, for, uh, you know, in a meaningful period of time. 
meaning a few days or a week or two. So, so uh, you know, hopefully we'll know more tomorrow morning or Wednesday morning. But I think we're going to get a, a a big a big tradable break one way or the other, uh, and I think it's imminent. So we'll see. Right, absolutely. And for those that do want to follow, also keep in mind the trading school does come with Benzinga Pro, which is the best market research terminal out there. If you do want to be able to follow with the charts and news and all that stuff, it comes at the school. Thanks a lot, Mark Petrino. I'll see you in the school, man. Thanks a lot. Okay, Rodrigo. Thanks a lot.